What is up, guys? My name is Lucas. Welcome to Just Being Real, a podcast by a pastor and his wife talking about the journey and being what God called him to be, a pastor. What's up, guys? Glad you guys are here. Hope you like this podcast. Give it a subscribe. Enjoy. Well, welcome back to Just Being Real. Um, this is a podcast uh, by a husband and wife. My name is Rodney. I'm the husband. And this is my wife. Shelly. And uh, we are in ministry. And if you've been following us, you already know that. You know a lot of our story and our background. Uh, but man, we just want to welcome you uh, to another episode of Just Being Real. We, we just kind of got back into things. We were on sabbatical for six weeks. And uh, for a lot of you who don't know what that sabbatical is or whatever, want to hear about it, you can check out our, uh, uh, I think it was episode 20, uh, our last episode, and uh, you can hear all about that. But we're back in the studio, and a couple things we want to just get out of the way at the beginning of this. Um, we want to uh, just direct you to our Facebook page, Just Being Real uh, Facebook page. We'd love for you there to go there and check things out, um, like the page, follow us, all of that good stuff. If you are on iTunes or SoundCloud or Spotify or whatever, you uh, you, you probably are listening through those methods. Uh, make sure you subscribe and like uh, our page. Give us a review. We'd love to hear your thoughts on how things are going. Uh, and on our Facebook page, we'd love to hear some ideas that you would like to hear uh, on uh, this podcast. So tonight we are um, getting ready to talk about um, a subject that that I think probably most pastors will struggle with. Would you say, Shelly? Yeah, yeah. Because if it, when you're a pastor, you are most of the time self-employed. Wait a minute, maybe all the time. Self-employed. Yeah. I gotta rethink that one. So you're self-employed, which means if you're self-employed, you gotta be self-driven. So you gotta mm-hmm. be a driven person. And if you're not driven, you know, it's really hard to stay motivated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I think most pastors are driven. Yeah. So that's what we're gonna talk about today is Yeah. We're gonna talk about driven opposed to being led or led opposed to being, uh, being driven. And, uh, so we're going to kind of, uh, unpack that for you in this episode today. Um, I I think what I want to share with, uh, our listeners is, uh, an idea or, or how this all came about really, uh, this topic. Um, I I have a good friend, Shelly and I have a good friend. She was on staff with us up in Jefferson, Ohio at the Jefferson church in Nazarene when we were there and I was talking to her the other day and she really, uh, just in in her, in her quiet moment of time with the Lord in the morning, she said, the Lord just really spoke to her and he spoke to her about this idea of being led by the spirit instead of being driven and driven by accomplishment, driven by a purpose, driven by that. And it really struck me, to be honest with you, and I was thinking about it, and I, and, and I can honestly say I think that that's uh, uh, something I've, I've kind of been going through over these last couple of months, four or five months. Mm-hmm. And I think COVID has helped that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's hard to be driven in a pandemic. Put the brakes on. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. Uh, you know, and so 
uh, I think that's really kind of helped uh, me. And I don't know if uh, any other pastors out there resonate with that. So, um, so we're going to talk about that. That's how this subject, subject matter really came up was uh, this idea of, of uh, this conversation between a good friend of ours. And so I, I go back and I kind of think about my, my teenage years, which are, are really formative years um, and, and moving into adulthood and such. I think if I look back, um, I, was, I was pretty driven. I was a pretty driven person. Um, I'm, I, 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 to be honest with you, I, I was really good at sports when I was in middle school and, and, and stuff and coming into high school. When I came into high school, we, I was coming into a high school that had just won a state championship. The coach, I, I, this was his third or fourth state championship. It was a consolidated uh, school, uh, just a couple years old. And um, I wanted a state championship. I wanted I wanted to play football, and so I was good at basketball. I was good at baseball, but um, I was good at football. But I loved football, and uh, so I decided that uh, just this driven personality that I was going to focus because I wasn't a big kid. <laughs> Wish I had the size back in high school that I have now, but I wasn't a big kid. <laughs> I mean, I was probably a hundred and. 145, 150 pounds soaking wet, a senior in high school. So I wasn't a big kid. And, uh, but I was determined I was going to be a part of that football team, and I was going to start. I wanted to start. And so I'd be a starter. That's what I meant. So, Shelly, do you, do you have any things that you can, I mean, share that really uh, – are you a driven person, I guess? Um, well, I don't think my personality is so much – like that. I mean, there are things that I'm driven with, but I sit back and analyze. And, you know, we were just talking a few minutes ago, like, you know, my classes that I've been taking, mm -hmm. you know, when Rod went to take his, you know, to, to get his uh, bachelor's. bachelor's degree in ministry and then his master's degree. Um, he was like full force, man, I'm doing this, I'm going for it. And it didn't take him any time at all. And he finished it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he just come to me and said, I'm going to do this. And this is how, it's, this is how we're doing it. And it's, it just went and it was all great. And when I come to him and said, now I want to do mine, um, I can't fathom myself doing it the way he did it. Um, I just, I can't. I mean, he took yeah. out loans yeah. to do his, and I just can't do that. We got him paid just, off. We, we got did. We got him paid off. Took us several years. But we got him paid off. But we got him paid off. Just but anyways, that's not the point. I just, I don't know. I'm, you know, there's yeah. things that I'll yeah. step back and I'll analyze, you know, a different way of doing things. And, you know, it's a slower pace. Um, you know, we've had to back off because of Luke going to college. You mm -hmm. know, we wanted to help him out a little bit. So we had to back off from my schooling. And that's, that's the first thing I just, I gave up because it was something that was not a necessity, mm -hmm. you know, uh, opposed to Luke's college. I wanted him to, you yeah. know, really jump into his. I wouldn't so, say you, I wouldn't say you gave up though. No, I would say I you, just kind of put it on hold. Yeah. It's, it's, it's on the shelf. Yeah. And then COVID hit. So then it got him right put now. on hold again. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, all in all, I mean, I've, I'm, I don't know that I'm driven. I would like to ask our, 
our listeners, do they think they're driven? Um, do you know what we mean by that? I mean, um, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's actually a personality. Yeah. It's one of the four personalities. I, I wrote this down. I was, I was, we were preparing for this uh, podcast tonight, and uh, it, it literally says uh, a driven personality type is ambitious, persistent, and wants to succeed. They don't mind putting the work in to achieve their goal. What's interesting, I thought about this though. It says most like this this personality type is most likely to become a workaholic though. Mm, yeah, I don't think that's me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. <laughs> no, it's just that you know I yeah. I always put things into perspective. I have to step back and look at everything and you know work. You know, okay, now I'll take that back. When I was working in a secular job. Um, I was kind of driven in that because I remember you used to get really upset with me when I would always put in for overtime and be on call. Mm-hmm. And of course, we had small kids too at the time, so it was difficult. So yeah, maybe that's really yeah, the reason. Yeah. But I yeah, loved true. doing that. I loved putting in for the extra time. I loved being on call, being called out. I, I loved doing that. So I guess if it's something that I really love, then I can be driven. Yeah. I, I, would, I would love to hear from our listeners uh, if they would, you know, uh, leave a review or something or go to uh, our Facebook page and, and just leave a comment or something about, um, I'd love to hear their, their thoughts on their aspect of, of a, being a driven person. Mm-hmm. What, what's, uh, what's the pros and what's the cons of that? Because there is a con. There is a negative to be, you can be too much. It's, we always talk about this with our kids. We've always talked about balance, right? There's gotta be balance in your life. And so if you're a a very hyper driven person, that, and, and, and that, that is not balanced out. Right. Then, then you can become that workaholic. You know, you matter of fact, I, I read, read this in an article today I was reading and it says, uh, drive is certainly the biggest contributor to high performance. It also is the biggest contributor to burnout. Oh yeah. I can see that. Yeah. To, to burnout. And I think about that and I think, um, I don't know if I'm maybe, uh, about a year or so ago was coming into burnout. I think you were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see it yeah. and I hounded him. Yeah. About the sabbatical, not to quit on it, because I really could see it in his face and in his eyes how tired he was. Yeah. So let me give you a time frame just for the listeners who may not know this. Um, it was around uh, January 2020 that I, uh, well, back up about three or four months before that, I knew something was wrong with me because um, I, I just was tired all the time and, and really was fighting going to work. And again, you talked about it at the beginning of this broadcast. Um, you talked about how pastors, you know, you kind of got to be a self-motivator, mm-hmm. you know. And so, so I wasn't self-motivating. And I knew something was wrong with me. And so I thought, okay, you know, you're 52, getting ready to be 53. And, you know, so, uh, so let's go get yourself physically checked out, you know, make sure. You know, I, I hate to say it and I laugh about this, but in all seriousness, because, you know, when you get fatigued easily and whatever like that, that that's kind of a sign of a heart condition thing. Mm. So I really started to think I was having a heart condition thing. So anyway, I, I went to the doctor, got all checked out, and uh, uh, that's where I found out I'm pre-diabetic. Um, and um, <laughs> my wife's rolling I'm her sure. eyes right now. Yeah. 
But anyway, uh, I, I, you know, I, I mean, my doctor apparently doesn't have a sense of humor because when he said that to me, he said, you're pre-diabetic. I said, doc, we're all pre-diabetic. I said, so, I mean, but he didn't find it funny. Anyhow, um, neither did my wife. So, but that's when I found out all that, but that was it. It wasn't anything with my heart. My heart was good. Everything was, else was good. Um, pre-diabetic had a little, you know, I was like 7.1. I'm down to 6.2 now or something like that, 6.2. But, um, so, uh, so I was like doing, it has to be spiritual, you know, um, must be something spiritual mentally maybe going on with me. And so I, I, I went to my board, my church board and, uh, I, I was just opening up front with them. And can I just say something to pastors? I hope you have a church board or a church leadership that you feel safe mm, yeah. with. I hope you do. Because uh, I feel safe with my church leadership. I really do. And I went to them and I said, hey, um, I, this is going on with me. And uh, I'll never forget. One guy looked at me and said, how many years of ministry have you been in? I said, um, 20 at the time. He said, you ever had a sabbatical? I said, no. He said, I want to make a motion that we give you a sabbatical to honor your 20 years. I've only been at this church at that time. I was only there for a year, right? No, no, no. No. What's going um, on too? No, no. It was, it was just a over a year. Yeah, year and a half. And yeah. half. So, um, so I'm, I, and so, you know, you got to be, I mean, in the church of Nazarene, we have it every seven years is what they recommend. I haven't been there seven years. So they offered that to me. So I was like, okay. So we made plans. It was going to be in June. We were going to take, as soon as school was done, Lucas graduated and boom, we were gone. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, our youngest son that is. And, uh, and then March hit yep. COVID. And so I was like, I can't do this, you know? And so we held off really as long as we could. Um, and you really kind of hounded me. Uh, they're coming towards the holidays. Um, it wasn't a Merry Christmas. Um, she was on me. And so finally I said, yeah, we're, we need to do this. And so I went to the board and they said, oh, we've been waiting whenever you wanted. And so we did it. We left the Sunday. Uh, the, last, the Sunday after Christmas yep. was our last Sunday we preached. And we left and we were gone for six weeks. And so, uh, but I needed that because why? Cause I was pretty driven. You were burnt out. I was burnt out. Yeah. Burnout. Um, driven. So, so you, you might be sitting there, you might be listening to this and, and some of you might even be recognizing this in your pastor. Some of this, some of you might be listening as pastors and you're like, that's me. I'm burnt out. I'm getting there. I, can I just say this? Do not do a sabbatical because you need a sabbatical. Boy, it would be great if you could do a sabbatical because it's, it's, it's that time to do it. Don't wait until you get, you're ready to get burned out yeah. to do a sabbatical is what I'm trying to say. Right, because then a lot a comes with it. Like that, you know, when, you, mm-hmm. when you're burnt out, um, depression can sit in. You know, and then you got mental stuff going on and mental stuff is hard sometimes to get through and get past. And, and then you find yourself going to the doctor and, and then they want to prescribe meds to just kind of get through that moment, yeah. you know, and then, you know, and nothing wrong with that. There's that's totally fine, but then there's also side effects yeah. to those meds. So if you handle it before you get to that state, 
Um, you're so much better. Yes, you, you know, are. And your your wife is so much better. And your I think kids are so much better. I think you're more effective. Very much. I think I think that sabbatical is going to be more of being real. Right. You know, and when you can be real with your board and your congregation, yes. and you know, I I think there's, I don't yeah. know, you get more bees with honey than you do vinegar. You know, you, when you try to hide things and when you try to, you know, play the part and yep. it's, it's not effective. And we've, we've said this and I know we're harping on the, the, the driven part and we're harping really on the sabbatical aspect, but I really want to go back. And if there's people here that are listening that you're, you're part of a church, you're not a pastor, but you're part of a church and you're maybe in leadership of that church. Can I, can I, let me just say this to you that, that the pastor's pastors pastor 24 seven. They don't, we don't have the privilege or I don't, I shouldn't say it like that. We don't have the ability there you go. to be able to clock out right. and go home. You know, it, it's sort of like we, we were saying like this, let's have, a, you have a perfect example. If you have a person at the church that's getting ready to pass away. Okay. So here's how it looks. If you, if you know this, so, so those few months before that, you kind of know things are not going well or anything, pastor's with that family. And then, and then comes the moment in time, a few months into that, that that person passes away. The pastor's in that hospital room possibly with them or at their house with them or whatever, and he's, he's with the, the, at their bedside, and he's with the family. He's praying with them. Pa- person passes away. Now the pastor become, has the responsibility of, 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 of figuring up the sermon or the uh, service, I mean, and, and doing all that for the family, getting everybody, uh, you know, helping them along because they're, they're, they're having to make decisions in the moments of crisis. And, and heartache and hardship. Yeah. And so he's helping them, right? And then after the funeral uh, is done, it's a wonderful celebration of life. And then you had that time after. And the pastors continue staying with that, that family member, that spouse, that whoever, and journeying with them for a few months after that as well, right? So you've got a span of maybe, maybe minimal four months yeah. that you're with that person. A congregant, somebody who attends the church, knows John, who, or just saying John for the sake of somebody who passes away, knows John, and, and John passes away, and they're like, oh, I heard, sorry, I hate to hear that. Let's go to the funeral. They go to the funeral. They get to sit there. They get to pay their respects, and they leave, and, and they're, they're back to life. And, and a lot of people, I don't think, realizes the, the, the strain or the, the connection and the time investment that pastors truly have. And that's just one family of your church. If you've got hundreds of people attending your church, hopefully you've got other staff and you can do all that kind of stuff. But then you have, um, you have other responsibilities. You've got to prepare a sermon. You've got, you've got uh, board issues you've got to deal with. You've got this going on. You've got that going on. Whatever it might be. So with all those things, it's like it's a 24-7 job. And I'm not knocking it. I, I'm, I can't see myself doing anything else in my life. Right. Except what the Lord's called me to do here. But I don't think people outside of the ministry understands the involvement. Well, and that's why, that's kind of why one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast mm-hmm. is to help people in the congregation connect with their pastor and help pastors connect with their congregation. Yes. You know, this is a definite area. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we've seen it just because we just went through it. It's very, it's very raw to us. It's yeah. very, yeah. you know, in our face, you know, 
Yep. We just went through a burnout. Um, we just went through a sabbatical. Yep. And man, if you are listening and you're part of a congregation and you see your pastor tired or you or you see what he's doing and it's so much, especially during this pandemic, it may seem like, oh, they're just, you know, staying home because everyone's staying home. No. No, no. I mean, even during the pandemic, we took our directory and we drove around and we visited visiting. people right. in the driveway. We just, you know, we Pull call up, them. give them a call. Well, yeah, we call them from the driveway and they would come out and stand and we talk for about 15, 20 minutes, you know, and we tried to get around to everybody. I don't think we got completely through our directory, but, you know, we still tried to stay connected to our people. Mm-hmm. Even in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah. You know, and so it's those kind of things that, that I, I think churches, I hope, will will hear this podcast and, and really start to see. Go I tell you, I would I would love to have one of my congregants come up to me and say, Pastor, you look tired. What's going on? Yeah. And and that doesn't mean I'm gonna open up to them. But you know what? I think someone did. Actually, mm-hmm. I think multiple people did say mm-hmm. something to you. Yeah. Um, well, the things we did in, in 11 months that we were here, first yeah. first 11 months, um, they were the top three things you shouldn't do when you go to a church. First top thing, three things you should never do when you go to a church. Yeah, we did it. So, but anyway. But it was nice to know that people did yeah. notice. Yeah, they did. They know? did. They truly did. Yeah. So this kind of leads us to, okay, so we're talking about the, 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 the driven part of this. Yeah. Okay, and I think this is what's happened with us, with me specifically. I've started to realize I don't, I, I, I need to be led, not driven. Yeah. I need to be led by the Holy Spirit. Um, the, when I look at that and I look up the, uh, there's one of the Greek words for led is, uh, is actually ago, A-G-O. And uh, now, many of you, if you're probably scholars or you read your scriptures, you know all this. Um, you probably, the first place you went to is, is Luke chapter 4, verse 1. You're thinking of Jesus after, right after he's baptized by John. He comes uh, up out of the river, and then it says the Holy Spirit, uh, he was led out into the wilderness by the Spirit, right? By the Holy Spirit. And so, so that's that word, a go, and, and he's, he's led by the Spirit. Now, I know some of you are going, Okay, he led him out into the wilderness. I understand, but he had to go there. And and I'm not saying that the Holy Spirit will always lead you to roses and peaches and palm trees. Right. He won't. Because no. life's not like that. Right. I, I love it. Do you, I don't know if you, if I may be going down a tangent. You bring me back here in a minute. But do you, you ever talk to couples and, and they go, and when they say this, they go, we've never argued. <laughs> what what's your first thought? You're crazy. If you've never argued, then someone's in la la land and thinks that everything is totally fine, and the other person is probably going, "Yeah, he's oblivious." And not necessarily he, but <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, that's what she meant. <laughs> she just speak, speaking out of uh, experience. Um, I I crack up when people say, "Oh, we've never argued." Oh, baloney. If you've never argued, something's wrong. Right. Seriously. So if you was to get them alone separate. Yeah. Yes. You know, you'd find out who was the one that was uh, yeah. in La La Land and who's. So yeah. I, 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 but when I, I got down a rabbit trail here, but I'll bring it back. Cause here's my thoughts. My thoughts on that is, is that 
that why do we believe that when we're to be and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, that that leading of the Holy Spirit is always going to be, um, you know, uh, peaches and creams and, and flowers and coconuts and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, why do we think that? I don't understand that because, it, you know, sometimes the leading of the Holy Spirit leads me into conversations of having with people that I don't want to have. Right, it's difficult. Yeah, I mean, I'll never forget there was a time that I was in a very, uh, 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 you know, um, uh, difficult situation. And I'll never forget this. The Holy Spirit said, ask her this question. It was a serious, like, if I'm wrong, I'm getting sued question. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I asked her, I wasn't wrong. Cause I, I, I followed the lead in the Holy Spirit. And that wasn't comfortable. And so leading, when we read this, and it says where the, the, the Holy Spirit led Jesus out into the wilderness. What, what we're, what, don't get upset about that because it, that's not a negative thing. Jesus needed, had to go there. He had to go there, right? Yeah. But, but that word led is throughout Scripture. Right. It really is. Now, here's the one that really um, kind of gets me. Is, it's found in Romans chapter 8, verse 14. And, and you'll find it. It says, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Hmm. Didn't you like that? Yeah. I like that. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. So how important is it for us to be led by the Holy Spirit? Right. I've got one here too. In 1 Corinthians 16, 13, it says, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Yeah. You know how important it is that we um, are zealous, mm -hmm. you know, in serving the Lord. I wonder sometimes, though, if we take this passage, it's verse 14, it says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. So does that mean that if you're not led by the Spirit, you're not, not sons, sons of God? Of God. Hey. Now, listen, let's just be honest with you. And I always say this. It's, it's not my job to determine whether you're saved or not. It's not my job to determine whether you're going to heaven or not. That's, that's entirely a, a, a God thing. We're going to let God be God. But if I look at that and I'm reading that, I'm going, okay, so, so if I'm not being led by the Spirit, I'm more, I'm more being driven by a, an accomplishment or a purpose or a vision so to speak, of, of, of a rod vision, not a God vision. Is there a possibility that I'm out of the will of God? You could be very well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I well, really started thinking about this. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, I think God gives you a drive too. <laughs> yeah. You know, I really do. I think he, that's part of, you know, who he is. And if you don't, if you don't follow that drive, you know, that God's given you, then you could even be out of the, out of the will of God. Mm. So, yeah, it, the bottom line is, I think what we're really trying to say is we've got to be in tune with God, whether we're driven or not. We've got to be, we got to have that quiet time with right. the Lord so right. he can speak to us, Right. you know, because when he speaks to us, that's when we move. Yeah, I, I, okay, so I put it in this perspective. I feel like this. I feel like driven, I don't think it's a ne necessarily a negative thing. Right. 
Okay, I just think you know, there needs to be balance. balance. Yeah. And I think in regards to that, if you're a driven person, dr- that drive, you have to be careful that it doesn't get ahead of. Right, right. It doesn't get ahead of God. Yeah. It's sort of like this. You ever, uh, you know, you're kind of praying for the Lord and, and, and you're saying, Lord, you know, uh, boy, I really need you to do this. I need you to do that. And Lord, could you help this, this, this area and that area? And, 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 and then we tell the Lord how to do it. Right. And here's how I would like to do it. Or we just continue doing what we're doing. Yes. And, you know, we're expecting a different result. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, instead of sitting and waiting on the Lord. Right. And, know, and allow pursuing. his leading. Because yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest. There, there are visions that the Lord's given me. I, I, I can honestly say this. I'm not sure if every vision, well, I can say this honestly. Every vision the Lord's given me has never come to fruition exactly the way that I had envisioned it at the beginning. Mm. It's always been better. Right. Well, it's, this is a vision is just the start of it all. Yeah. You know, I think when we're talking about this, I think of our son, Lucas. You know, he's trying to decide, you know, what he's going to do for this summer. And... He's driven, he and but he's also led. Yep. And yeah. he's waiting on the Lord, and he's praying, and he's seeking fervently for the Lord, and he wants to do what God wants him to do. He doesn't want to make a mistake, so right. he'll call us and say, "Well, what do you think about this?" Mm-hmm. You know, and we'll listen to what he's saying, and wow, you know, it's a great idea. It really is what he's saying, but I don't want to say. Oh man, that's a great idea. Why don't you just do that? No, I want to make sure that I lead him to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know what, Luke? Just wait on the Lord. Yeah. Listen, pray, seek. Oh. And the doors will open. Man, great example of that. And, and I want to I want to encourage pastors right now. You're going to have people come up and they're going to bend your ear and they're going to say to you, "Hey, pastor." We need to do this. We need to do that. We need to go do this. We need to go do that. Come on. We need to blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm telling you, I've put this to practice over the last three months with COVID and everything. I just look at him and I say, not until the Holy Spirit tells me where to move. Yeah. We're not going to move. Yeah. We're not going to do anything until he leads us. And, and, I, and I, I really believe that because here's, here's the thing I, I, I think, it, and I love uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 25, because it says this. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit then. Right. See, if we're letting the Holy Spirit lead us and we're living in that, then, then all, what our responsibility is to keep up with it. Right. Just keep up with Him. Keep in step with Him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's kind of what I want to sh- wanted to share with uh, our listeners tonight. Yeah. Is this idea of being driven or being led. Always seek the Lord. That's mm-hmm. the bottom line. Always seek Him. And if you don't know, then wait. Yeah, yeah. So listen, pastors, you, you have a great opportunity to lead your congregation by listening to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Listen to Him. Show them by example. Yeah. And congregants, members of the church, you, you have a phenomenal opportunity to come alongside your pastor and listen to the Holy Spirit as well mm-hmm. and let him lead you. Because here's the thing. Here's the beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit. He will not tell the pastor something and tell the congregation something different. Right. It'll line up. It will. It always will. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. 
hey, this has been good. I hope uh, this has been uplifting for you and encouraging. I hope that it's been informative. But uh, man, we are excited. Um, we are. Um, we're, 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 we've been talking. My, my wife and I. We've been talking about actually um, uh, developing a YouTube page, a YouTube uh, account, and uh, uh, we would we would start videoing these live uh, as well, and we'll video them. I mean, and we'll put them out there. Now, I just got the eye roll, and every <laughs> husband knows what an eye roll is, don't we? <laughs> So what was that eye roll about, uh, Ms. You know. Kincaid? <laughs> I don't want to do video. I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to be real. I don't want to do video. I'm sitting here in and, my jammies and my sweatpants, and, you know, this is comfy. <laughs> I don't want to have to get dressed, you know, and I know I'm, I got to be real. That's the thing. I got to be real. So I should, now I have to come in my jammies. <laughs> you don't want to see me in my jammies, trust me. Well, I would just say this, as long as you have... The right set of shoes on. I know, right? <laughs> but if you want to know what that comment was about, you need to go to my Facebook page, Rodney Kincaid, and check out uh, a video I have on there. Actually, you can go to my YouTube, um, Pastor Rod, Pastor R. Kincaid at gmail.com. You can go check that out. And, uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I got that in. That was funny. <laughs> so, hey, guys, we love being with you. We truly do. This is, uh, this is therapeutic for us. Yeah. It really is. I hope that it's therapy for you as well. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, hey, remember, go to our Facebook page, um, leave us some comments, maybe some ideas that you're thinking about uh, that you'd like to see us do. Uh, also, check out our um, uh, with our Facebook page, but go and in, in, in on uh, iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud. Go there and uh, you know hit like and give us a review. Uh, hopefully it's a five star review. It, it, it rises us up in the algorithms of, of podcast. And so we can get up there and maybe get this message out, uh, mm-hmm. to more pastors and more churches. So yeah. that sound good, Shelly. Sounds good. I, you know, I, even in sweatpants and, and in a t-shirt, you look good. Oh, love you. All right. <laughs> hey, God bless you guys. We will talk to you, uh, soon. Take care now. Bye.